Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Laying the Points with Farley Betts. This is the Summer Series podcast edition of this show as we go over betting strategies, philosophies, theories, and tips that we'd like to discuss here in this show to help you better prepare for your bets, for your daily, short-term, long-term wagers. So I hope you enjoy this podcast where we talk about a little bit of a deeper concept here called propaganda. Everybody probably knows what propaganda is, but it is just ingrained in our society now with social media and constant you know, infotainment going on all around us from the ESPNs and all the news networks of the world. So how do you navigate that? How do you sift through it? And what are some examples of where that happens? We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about some free picks as well, give away some free picks on this show and what we're looking at moving forward. Uh, probably some Wimbledon looks. Maybe a CFL pick, maybe a baseball pick. Stay tuned to find out, and I hope you enjoy this summer series edition. These are going to be quick, probably about 30 minutes or so. Uh, And then later this week, the bigger shows are when we have guests. We're going to have Steve Norman on the podcast to talk about the National Football Conference, the NFC side of the NFL as we prepare for the season. Me and Steve entering Circa again, my Circa winning buddy last year. Him and I placed fifth in Circa. The $114,000 cash prize, looking to have a repeat performance and even better this year. And can't wait to talk NFL with Steve and just get back in that groove and in that routine because it's so much fun. Obviously, NFL and NBA are my expertise, so I cannot wait to talk more about those things. Let's take care of some business first. This show is being sponsored by BetRivers.com for a 100% sign-up bonus up to $250. Please use the promo code FarleyOdds. Terms, conditions, and location apply. That's Farley odds for a 100% sign-up bonus up to $250. Please follow us at The Odds Breakers across all social media. Go to theoddsbreakers.com to see the constant content there, articles, podcasts from Kiev, Michael Fordham, Patrick Gates, Nick Hub, all the great writers and contributors there at The Odds Breakers constantly trying to prep you and give you insight into all sports from a betting perspective. So check us out at the odds breakers as we continue to work hard to help you with your betting needs and follow me at Farley bets. Of course, across all social media, putting out more TikToks. I'm very constant on Twitter, on Instagram. You can DM me anytime. If you have any questions, DM me about those premium packages. We have huge deals going on now. Still to check out my page at the odds breakers for those early NFL and NBA season packages, full year packages too. You can save a lot of money. And historically, I think we have a pretty big sample size now, thousands of picks and a lot of wins, a lot of units won. I mean, in the NBA alone, 57% win rate over two seasons. That's over 800 picks, over 130 units won. Uh, not a lot of guys and gals out there doing that in the NBA, I promise. You've heard about the circle win. Winning years, two years in a row in the NFL as well. Uh, Many units won. I don't have those units in front of me right now. But we win, and we win a lot, especially in those two sports, which, you know, take over most of the year, right? The summer is kind of our our, our downtime. But we're betting MLB right now still. At the beginning of the baseball season, we got shellacked, lost about 10 units, and we've been kind of even since then, a little up, a little down. So we're still in the red, trying to get to the black. Uh, Baseball is just annoying. You know, we're winning enough, but we're also losing enough still. So it's just going kind of going up and down. But my premium packages right now are offering a lot. 
we're given CFL picks, we're giving Wimbledon and tennis picks, uh, we're giving some WNBA picks here and there, foreign basketball picks, just trying to find and expose other markets since baseball is so damn annoying, to be honest. Um, but can't wait till the NFL season comes and check out those packages at the Oddsbreakers. Alrighty then, let's get to our pod today, which I told you at the start, we're going to get into some deeper stuff here, some conceptual stuff with sports betting. And let's talk a little bit about propaganda. You've probably all heard that word before, right? When you're in school, you know, you're studying World War II, probably you hear about the propaganda machine that was the Nazis, right? Spreading false information, misleading information, promoting it, publicizing it, right? And that's what propaganda literally means. Information, especially of a biased or misleading nature used to promote or publicize a particular political cause or point of view, right? We see this all the time. I mean, it, it, it comes from that word propagate, spread or promote, or to breed specimens, right? And these leagues, these sports that we bet, let's face it, guys, they're still all about money, right? They're, they're money machines. They're trying to make money at the end of the day. That's why they're joining hands with betting companies. They're promoting wagering and betting during games, okay? And these books, these sports books out there, they use these hunches, these reaches, these completely untested theories to create misleading lines that support the narratives that are just out there, right? That That's what happens. You don't think these sports books understand what's being promoted in social media? You don't think they understand what's out there and what people are listening to and reading and consuming and believing. Because as many experts or pro-handicappers as there are out there, there's going to be 10 to 100 to 1,000 more average Joe or Josephine betters out there who really don't know what they're doing. And they follow along with these, you know, with this BS that's on social media or ESPN or you know, Barstool Sports or whatever. You know, no offense to those companies, but some of the stuff that they talk about isn't exactly, you know, crisp, pristine, trust, trustworthy information, right? It's just, it's just for more clicks. It's just for more money. So if you don't think the sports books don't know that and aren't, aren't taking advantage of that to mislead you with the lines that they're putting out, then you might be a little dense, right? You have to take in the holistic nature of what the sports betting world is right now, which is companies trying to make money. I mean, more than anything, that's what it is, right? It wouldn't be legalized and promoted across all spectrums if it wasn't making these companies and these individuals a ton of money. And why is it that when we hear propaganda, I mean, let's look back at Nazi Germany, right? Humans committing just the worst atrocities, being told that a segment of the population, a full demographic, were not real real humans, right? They weren't uh, worthy. They weren't valued at the same level of, of humanhood as the rest of us. So they committed such atrocities like in the gas chambers and the tortures that they committed against the Jewish population, just, just heinous stuff. And what is it about the human condition that we're just so inclined to follow, right? And I, and I can't help but notice, I mean, I don't think it takes a sociologist to notice to notice that more every day, there are more followers than ever, it seems to me, or maybe we're just aware that there's more followers than there are leaders. 
you know, now we're just more aware of it because we're just exposed to all the information and to how people are receiving it. But if you're if you're one of those few people out there who question things, who doubt things, that's a good thing, right? Because it's so easy just to follow. We live in such a lazy society. Everything comes a little easier, right? Everybody's working from home. Everything is more customized. You know, in my nine to five job, I work in an OHR department, a human resources department. And we talk about everything getting customized for the employee, right? Customized training, customized hours, customized work-life balance. Everything's getting customized and made just just more more easy, right? More more uh, consumable, even for the employee, right? You're getting paid for something, and the company or the organization is still making it more convenient for you. That's that's sort of the society that we live in. And don't get me wrong, I love it. You know, I mean, I've been working from home now. I mean, I can't. I hate COVID. I hate everything about COVID. But I've been working from home in my nine to five job for quite some time, and it affords me a lot of extra time to do things like this right? A podcast on sports betting on something I'm actually passionate about. But what is it that about propaganda that human beings just seem to line up, salute and follow, right? Probably because it's easier because it means we don't have to put in as much effort. We don't have to think. And in sports betting and sports in general, it's really important to keep in mind all the information that's being pushed at us on a constant basis. And in my opinion, the NBA is the worst case of this, right? Since it's a star-driven league, they want us to fall in love with their stars. Kevin Durant's a great example, right? Now, Kevin Durant, famously, is not the most easygoing guy, right? He gets on Twitter. He spews back and forth with people who who come at him. You know, he doesn't mind, you know, going to verbal combat with, you know, regular Joe on Twitter, just going back and forth about random shit. I don't know why he does that. I mean, that's that's pretty petty, but that's how Kevin Durant is known. Um, but Kevin Durant is is celebrated because of his talent, and it's a and he's a crazy talent. I mean, few players in the NBA can claim to have the same offensive ability as Kevin Durant who's all of 6'10", 6'11", can shoot over anybody, can shoot from anywhere on the court. Um, you know, he could take over games, right? We've seen it time and time again. But what what we don't talk about enough is how divisive he can be on teams, right? He's not an easy personality. He doesn't get along with everybody. That's why he left the Golden State Warriors. My God, if he stayed with Golden State, how many more championships do they win? Because they've won championships without him, <laughs> right? Many, and uh, they don't they don't need Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant could have had his his best the best version of his own career if he just would have stayed in Golden State. He's just not that easygoing, unfortunately. So you know, decided to leave. Probably I don't know why I didn't wasn't getting along with Draymond, right? How about someone like James Harden, right? Same thing, getting older. James Harden again, offensive juggernaut. Uh, just amazing player. I get it. But when we see Harden on posters and video games and commercials, you know, on TikTok videos, Instagram videos, oh shit, I, I just saw James Harden at the gym. Look, it's, it's the beard. It's James Harden. 
what does that do subliminal, you know, subconsciously, subliminally? What does that do in our brains when we're seeing these players getting celebrated all the time? Do we value them in a way that we shouldn't? Because this information and these visuals are getting pushed on us all the time. Do we value them in a way that we think they're going to affect a game that we're betting on more than they probably will? What about Russell Westbrook? Who the, who, the other day I saw him on Instagram or, or TikTok or, or both, I don't know. And he's singing in his car to the new Beyonce song. Oh, Westbrook is cool, man. We're all supposed to like Westbrook. Here he goes. He's singing. He's jiving. He's rich. Obviously, he's rich because he's getting paid for doing nothing by the Lakers. I mean, what, did he, what does he have? Like a $200 million contract. <laughs> he was terrible last year. Uh, it just does not fit into the Lakers scheme. But LeBron's sticking up for him. His players are sticking up for him. He wants to stay in L.A., whatever. Maybe, maybe we'll still see him traded. But how about how divisive he can be? Because he refuses to not shoot threes. Like he has to shoot, he has to shoot threes. He just, you know, he thinks he's a good three-point shooter. He's not. He's not a good shooter at all. We've known that for a long time. Keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting. So probably, especially earlier in the year, how many betters were valuing the Lakers more strongly than they should have been just because of the just because of all the BS we see on TV and everywhere else about Russell Westbrook and his ability, which he's a great athlete. But eh. the NBA is doing it with their younger players too, right? John Moran, Zion, Devin Booker, who just who just got on the cover of NBA 2K23. Are you kidding me? Jason Tatum, right? New blood, great talents, but unproven in big moments. Unproven. I would say John Moran is probably at the top of that list for me because he's shown in some big games that he can step up and lead his team and take over a game. I mean, he's, he's already done that. He's done that in the playoffs and he didn't get to play in the final few games, you know, against the Warriors. So I can't really shit on Ja, but he still, he still hasn't been in those big moments. We still don't know if he can take over a game in the NBA finals. You know, I I've, I've talked at length about Devin Booker. Now he's on the cover of uh, you know, NBA 2K23 or whatever. And, you know, it's it's funny because I saw that on Twitter today. The Devin Booker cover is the sweetest cover ever. NBA 2K23. And then right under that, somebody tweeted out Devin Booker's playoff, some of his best playoff um, performances over the years. And you And you saw him against the Lakers, 41 points. Against this team, 43 points. Against this team, 38 points and, you know, six rebounds. And so – you know, sorry, I have to kill a bug. So, you know, you look at that at you know face value and you're like, damn, Devin Booker is one of the best players in the NBA. No doubt about it, right? That guy who posted that, what if he posted the same thing about Devin Booker in the fourth quarter in the NBA playoffs? Because if you listed NBA playoffs, Devin Booker fourth quarter, I said that all wrong, didn't I? If you listed Devin Booker in the fourth quarter of the NBA playoffs, you might have a different idea of just how brilliant he is because he kind of goes away. He kind of goes bye-bye, right? We saw Jason Tatum kind of crumble a little bit in big moments in the NBA finals. Zion can't even keep his weight. We'll see if he can come back with the same athleticism. But the NBA is trying to prepare you, is trying to force-feed you infotainment about these players so that you fall in love with them so that you invest in them and maybe even potentially that can connect to sports betting because you're probably going to lose a lot of money 
if you're if you're you know locked in on on these these players to win games for you. Okay, there's there's a big difference. I'm not saying that someone like Devin Booker isn't a great talent. He's an elite scorer of, of the basketball. Right? He can he he's an, he's an elite scorer. But how replaceable is scoring? It's more replaceable than clutch shooting at the end of big games, I'll tell you that. Right? There's only so many LeBrons. There's only only so many I I could say Kevin Durant fits into that category too. He could take over a game at the end of the game. Devin Booker cannot. He has not. So when you're grading these teams and these games and these players, are you thinking about what you're being force-fed or are you thinking about the objective reality of what's actually happening in these games? What, what about these crazy contracts, right? Zach Levine, 215 million five-year Supermax contact, contract. Zion, five-year Supermax contract. Darius Garland, five-year, 231 million Supermax contract. Uh, inherently when you, when you see a news headline like that, especially if you're just entering the NBA marketplace, the NBA betting marketplace, you're probably saying to yourself, holy shit, Darius Garland, five year, 231 million. When they play the Indiana Pacers next year and the, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are only favored by two. I'm definitely going to bet on the Cleveland Cavaliers because they have Darius Garland who makes $231 million. He's a super, clearly he's a superstar, right? Wrong, wrong. Darius Garland's a good player. $231 million though? I mean, these contracts are getting insane. And again, this information, subliminally, subconsciously, even maybe it's very consciously in our heads, we're aware of it. And maybe we bet on it because of this force-fed information. How about Bronny, right? LeBron James' son. He's been on film since he was a middle schooler. Right? They're, they're already trying to prep us to love this kid. And, and, and again, I'm sure all these guys are great guys. They're great, great kids. But we can't allow that to affect our sports betting. How about how about top 10 lists that are out there, huh? The top 10 list or future Hall of Fame list or best players 25 or under lists, right? Another thing, you know, people are just creating content, guys. They're they're creating content as ways to just, you know, push out information to get information on their Twitter streams, on, on their TikToks. And it's probably, you know, as you know, right, any data can be manipulated so that it, well, not, I mean, not any data, right? But most data can be manipulated so that you believe in whatever this person is trying to propagate. You got to watch out for this kind of stuff. How about the Dolphins and the Eagles entering this NFL season, right? The Dolphins, Tyreek, Waddle, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moster, loaded on offense, right? Speed, speed, baby. Dolphins have a lot of speed. So you're hearing a lot of people come out of the woodwork now. I mean, and they and they have reasons to get excited, right? I like their new coach, right? It seems like an innovative mind. Don't get me wrong. There's potential there. But should it be graded? Should they be graded with a high win total? With one of the better teams in the AFC or the AFC East even? Just yet? I don't know, guys. It's too early. How, how are they going to sink? How are they going to gel? How is Tua going to respond in the regular season with 
the fastest defensive ends to ever be in the NFL uh, up until this point, right? They're getting faster, stronger every single year. You better get that ball out. There better be really creative play calling. How about the Eagles? Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Quez Watkins, Quez Watkins even, right? Their draft pick, super fast guy. They still got Dallas Goddard at tight end, one of the better tight ends in the NBA. This is all just still hype. These are two young coaches, tougher divisions, in my opinion, than people think. And you know what's always funny about these, you know, hype trains is the top powers, like the top powers of the NFL, they're not going to just get out of the way. Like, oh, you know, because all these teams are rising up. Oh, so the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Rams, these these top-tier teams are just going to – they're not going to be as good, right? That happens all the time, right? You see that all the time. Illogical – or no, not – it's called just logical – a logical fallacy, and you see this all the time, logical fallacies being propagated across Twitter, across Instagram, across TikTok, where they are stating one thing, one hype train, and saying that that means that something else is going to happen. That's a logical fallacy, right? If the Eagles and Dolphins are really good, it doesn't mean that of the other top tier teams of the NFC and the AFC are not going to be good, right? In order for a team like the Dolphins to rise to the top of the AFC or a team like the Eagles to rise to the top of the NFC, it probably means the top tier teams in those conferences, they have to be worse, right? There's, there's a combination of things that have to happen, not just one team being better. And like the Bucks and the Rams are just going to, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles with a second-year coach are, are just going to run right over them? Probably, probably not. You know, I, I think the Eagles are going to be better this year. They're one of the teams that I have an overs feature on. I have an unders feature on the Dolphins, by the way. But uh, these other powerhouse teams aren't going to just get out of the way. How about the Jaguars, the Texans, or the Titans without A.J. Brown? That, that AFC South seems seems awfully crappy, doesn't it? Or does it? Are we jumping to conclusions? I mean, the Jaguars now have a – they have an adult as a coach again, Dougie P. Doug Peterson, the Texans, they got rid of Watson, right? They can start over. They got some damn good draft picks. And last time I checked, the Titans are still one of the toughest teams in the NFL. They All they do is win, and they win when they're not supposed to win. Now, A.J. Brown is a huge difference maker. The fact that he's not there anymore, but still a very very formidable team. How about Conor McGregor in his last two fights against Dustin Poirier, right? He beats uh, an old, crusty Donald Cerrone. And uh, at least the first fight was lined pretty – I mean, Poirier was favored, I believe, but a lot of people still believing in Conor McGregor because of the hype trip hype train that he brings, right? Because of, because of the press, right? Because of how much everybody talks about him. Poirier easily outclassed Conor McGregor in those fights. You know, Conor McGregor, he came out fighting in that second one, but, you know, he broke whatever, broke an ankle, broke a tailbone, whatever. I, you know, I forget exactly. Um, you know, so that's unfortunate. But, you know, great writers – Especially like if you read The Athletic, some of the really good articles at a place like that, 
great writers tend to be persuasive, right? And they want to support the things that they're saying. I mean, I do it too, right? In the articles that I write, I, I want to build up my case as best as best as I possibly can. But the best that you can do for yourself is paying close attention to the market. Watch these lines, watch where they go, try to investigate why they're going in whatever direction they're going. That's a little bit more complicated to do in the NFL since there you have all week, right, for those lines to kind of form, you know, in the um, NBA and baseball and NHL. It's quick, right, because it's like one day, one or two days between games. But just pay close attention to the market. Watch where those lines are moving. Try to understand it at a deeper level. Understand betting fundamentals, you know, when to actually execute a bet, when there's actual value. You know, what is CLV? What is closing line value? Like, how do you, how do you get the best line? How do you get the best number? Right? When, when, when to bet a home underdog, when it's a, a great setup for them. And also just understanding and analyzing the sport itself and the players in that sport. Right. Try start making up your own power ratings. Start to grade these things on your own and, and try to, you know, try to just filter out all the noise because there's a lot of noise out there. There's a ton of noise out there. And I know for me, my performance in sports betting has improved exponentially once I started to listen less to podcasts to read a little bit less of other people's opinions. And I know that sounds crazy. Look, it's important to always learn. It's important to always evolve. So I read stuff. I listen to stuff. But I filter down what I listen to and what I read because I I only want this, you know, I I try to only listen or read those who I believe are, are sharper than me, are smarter than me, have been in the industry way longer than me. You know, I'm not gonna listen to just anything. I'm not gonna just read just anything. So propaganda is real. It's more subliminal than we think. It's leaked into almost every facet of our life from politics to news and into sports betting now, guys. It's really important to watch out for. It's really important to filter the information that you receive on a daily basis because whether you know it or not, right, you are who you hang out with and you are what you consume. And the things that you're ingesting they are becoming part of your perspective, whether you realize it or not. Let's get to some free picks here. Um, I'm not going to be able to go over any Wimbledon bets today, but I'll tell you this. We're already 2-0 on the day. We hit the, uh, I don't know how to say this one lady's last name, uh, Tom Tom Janovich versus Rybakina. We hit that over 21 and a half. That's that one that went way over. And we hit Simona Halep to win her match minus three and a half by, which just means by more than a three and a half game margin. So we're two and all already. We have the uh, Garen and Kyrgios over, over 36 and a half, over 37, right around there. We've got the over in that one because Kyrgios, he's emotional, he's impulsive. Um, you know, he's kind of all over the place. Excellent talent, but he, you know, his his games typically go over because, because he doesn't respond always in the big moment. He allows the other guy to get, you know, to get some points that they shouldn't get. And all Garen has done 
is face really tough, stiff competition and hang in every match and obviously win every match or else he wouldn't still be here. So I really like that one to go over today, but you're probably not going to be able to execute that bet because by the time you hear this, it'll be too late. Let's talk about some MLB plays that we like today. Again, been a little up and down in baseball for me, but we're still getting enough wins to stay afloat. I kind of like the Tigers today at plus money. You can get them around plus 50. Uh, Michael Pineda has been pretty solid this year. You know, he just had that bad game against Kansas City. But other than that, he's had an ERA around 3.2. Uh, and, and Shane Bieber, you know, he's been steady too. He's been kind of improving. But at the same time, I don't know if I trust him yet. All that Detroit has been doing is playing feisty against this Guardians team. They've won three in a row. Their bats are hot. They're at home again, plus money. Why not? So I'm going to bet on the Tigers today, and I'm probably going to bet again on the Orioles and the over in that game because the Rangers and O's just can't stop each other from scoring. You have Glenn Otto on the, on the mound today. Um, Otto it has looked terrible, uh, and his marks, his the forecast for his performance is only going to get worse. Apparently, Spencer Watkins – Hasn't been that great either, but I trust him more than Otto. And these two teams, two teams just keep on battling and scoring. Um, not a lot of great defense in that series. So that is around nine, I believe. It might be up to nine and a half right now. I'm sure, sure as hell it is, but I released that play earlier during premium, premium customers at over nine. So I like the over in that game, like, like the O's, and I like the Tigers. Opportunity for some plus money today in baseball. And how about the Canadian Football League? Eh? We've got the Calgary Stampeders going up against the Edmonton Elks tomorrow. Let me just make sure that's right. I'm saying that off the top of my head. Everything going as slow as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stampeders, Elks. I mean, sorry, I don't know these Canadian Football League teams. You know, they're not they're not exactly just flowing off the off the lips here. But um, I got a lean to the over in that game. These two teams can both score a lot of points. They score a lot of points against each other last time. Um, almost got up into the 60s. Uh, so, you know, just to lean for now, 50 and a half is probably about right. But how about the Elks plus three and a half at home? You know, again, they can score against this Calgary team. They're in a better position. They're off a loss. They're not the worst defense in CFL from what we can tell so far. Calgary's defense might be worse, actually. So I'm going to lean towards the over, but I'm going to have a play on the Elks plus three and a half tomorrow. There's another free pick for you. Like I said, I'm going to keep these around 30 minutes. So I'll end it right there. Look forward to me and Stor Steve Norman. Storman. Snorman Norman. Bobo Betts talking about the NFL, NFC conference on Friday. We're going to go over that full conference and what we think of those divisions and who's going to win and rise to the top. Until then, laying the points with Farley Betts. Thank you for all your support. Follow us at Farley Betts across all social media. And until next time, let's get some dang wins. See you later.